Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 90. I am your host, Avdi Grimm, and joining me today is Andrew Culver. Andrew, would you start us off by briefly introducing yourself? Uh, hi, Avdi. So my name is Andrew Culver. I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm a freelance iOS and Rails software developer. Um, and I, I do freelance consulting for a couple of companies sort of on a long-term basis. And I also work on my own products. So I've got uh, Limelight, which is hosted app pages uh, or hosted landing pages for people who are selling apps. Um, I've got a uh, Ruby gem for integrating with Stripe and uh, other things that, uh, that I sort of work on on a personal basis. So, um, yeah, that's me here in Virginia Beach. Very cool. Let's jump right into the remote aspect. You you work remotely. How long has that been going on, and and how did you get started with that? Right. So it's been about two and a half years, and it didn't start by working independently as a consultant. Um, I actually was a manager of a web development team for a pretty large company in the area, and um, f- you know, for me, I just wanted to get back into the technical aspect of the work that we do. Uh, so I joined a consulting company. We are Titans here in uh, Norfolk, Virginia and uh, started developing on projects there where most of the clients were remote, um, but certainly almost all of the work was asynchronous. So uh, working for clients that, you know, I didn't have to pair up with anybody during the day. But like I said, a lot of them were out of town. So um, I did that for about a year and a half. And then I uh, went sort of freelance on my own. And I've been doing it ever since. And, uh, now I, I, I communicated with you a little bit before the show and it sounds to me like you're enjoying the, uh, the remote lifestyle a lot. Is that a true statement? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. For me, like the, the remote, uh, combined with the asynchronous aspect of the way that I work is just a huge opportunity to, to strike that work life balance. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. What kind of, uh, opportunities has that opened up? Okay, so working remotely and particularly working remotely and asynchronously from the people that I work with allows us to travel a lot. So that's um, that's a big benefit. Um, I've got a lot of family up in Canada where I grew up, so we like to get up there at least a couple of times a year. And, you know, in the past, when I worked in an office, you basically had your vacation time to do that. Well, you know, if you've got a lot of family and a lot of friends to visit with, what's way better is just taking your work on the road. And so what we'll do is we'll go up there. Um, in fact, we just got back a couple of days ago uh, where we spent the first two weeks on vacation unplugged up at the cottage. And then we spend another week, uh, sorry, two weeks where I'll work, you know, my regular schedule during the day and then visit with friends that live up there, friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that we're able to do now. And do you find you're able to get a fair amount of work done while you're traveling? Yeah, actually, my wife will say that I actually work better when huh. we're out of town. So for whatever reason, I work more efficiently, more effectively. I don't know if it's the change of scenery or what, but I definitely feel I feel like I do better work when I'm out of town. And uh, my wife totally agrees. That's really interesting. I mean, um, I feel like I mean, sometimes when I'm at home, you know, there aren't a lot of exciting, interesting alternatives to working. So working is probably one of the, I guess, equally interesting as some of the other stuff I could do. Whereas when I'm traveling, you know, there's always 
something new and there, you know, there are all these diversions. Sometimes it seems like it's harder to, to switch away from me. I get what you mean about a change of scenery though. Yeah, I think the key is if you do have stuff to do, then you just, you work as if, efficiently and as effectively as possible so that you can get to it. Right. Whereas I feel when I'm at home, my schedule is so lax and, you know, there's so little going on the e- in the evening that it's easier to just, um, maybe prioritize based on motivation too much. Right. To the, to the point where you're not using your time as effectively. I mean, clients still get the same value because you only bill them for the time that you're giving them, you know, your best effort and your best work. Right. Um, but it can end up getting spread across your week a lot more than if you're, uh, you have a concerted effort to get something done and mm-hmm. the motivation to, to fit it into a particular, uh, period of time. Yeah. You've made a point of using the word asynchronous work as well as remote. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, you know what? That was something that's sort of a, a, a new realization for me. As I sat down to try and figure out, like, I wanted to separate out for the sake of this podcast some of my thoughts on, uh, remote working versus freelancing because they're, they're two totally different things. And, and remote working has its, its own goodness that's separate from being a freelancer you know, things that even employees of a company benefit from. And I I think one of the really beneficial things about remote working is, you know, the ability, if you can do it asynchronously, that is to say where, you know, you've got work queued up and you don't really depend on anybody in particular, at least not most of the time, and they don't depend on you, you can kind of work. I mean, well, there's whole uh, a whole sort of, there is a whole bunch of benefits to that. Uh, including being able to choose when you do your work around, you know, your priorities and the things that are important to you, the things that you need to do without it having a negative effect on the other people that you work with. And that's not, that's not true when you work in an office. In an office, typically, I, for, for most people, you know, you've got nine to five or you've got like 10 to three, like that's some huge improvement, like core office hours. And that's not working asynchronously. That's having like an arbitrary constraint where everybody needs to be in the office so that collaboration can take place. Well, you know what? The collaborating part of my work week is pretty small. I mean, it it probably totals up to a couple of hours, maybe three hours a week where I'm in meetings with people or, you know, chatting with them on Skype. It's just not a big part of my work week. So Mm -hmm. what what's the point of being in the office for you know, 30 or 40 hours a week just right. for that for that little bit of uh, synchronous activity. Is, is there anything you have to be kind of proactive about in order to make sure that, uh, you know, nobody's going to be waiting for on you or, you know, otherwise inconvenienced by your working asynchronously? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked about that. So the way that I do that is basically everybody knows that I'm always available and I've always got my cell phone. Uh, you know, I'm on Skype regularly, but if anything comes up, if anybody needs anything, I check for things regularly. And, you know, some people would say like, oh, that's uh, like being tied down or not a lifestyle thing. Like that's not that's not good for your lifestyle. But for me, it's actually it facilitates it because if something comes up, then I can address it and then I can prioritize it appropriately. But otherwise, if there's no urgent thing then I can, you know, just schedule things kind of the way that I want or the way that uh, provides the most value or the way that I'm, you know, I can optimize for happiness. Does that make sense? Yeah. So people can get in touch with me by phone if they need something immediately. 
and mm. I've got like tethering. I always keep my laptop with me. I can hop on and do those things. And, um, you know, people have commented to me before, like, it's amazing. You can get on the internet anywhere at any time. They're sort of surprised at how quickly I can respond to things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like that because it also facilitates me being able to just go out without having to think, oh, but what if something comes up? If something comes up, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself working from, from like coffee shops or co-working spaces and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So I like to mix it up a lot. So I work from home um, a good bit of the time. In fact, I'm in my garage right now where I'm uh, sort of converting this into an office. Although, to be honest, I need an AC unit. But I, I also work at coffee shops. I work at the co-working space downtown. You know, they, they have their pros and cons. And I, I just sort of go with uh, whatever I think will be the best for how I'm feeling on a given day. Right. That's nice. It's nice to have that, uh, have those options. I know I find that when I have a day where I want to get some writing done specifically, I usually have to go out to a coffee shop somewhere because, you know, for some reason I just, it's a lot harder to write in my office at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the same thing. I, you know, sometimes working at home is awesome for me. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where if, if for whatever reason, like being at home just, you know, keeps me thinking about home stuff, like stuff I've got to do around the house or. Right. You know, I can hear, even though I'm wearing my noise canceling headphones, I can sort of hear my kids or I know that they're downstairs or something like that. So I can't stop thinking about them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd rather be hanging out with them right now. And, uh, if that's the case and I really need to get something done, then it's, uh, it's time to go out. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about those headphones for a minute. Cause you, you mentioned some stuff in the pre-show about uh, them being one of the better purchases you've made. Oh yeah, definitely the best. So I, I think it, so. The headphones that I have are Bose QC15, but really, it's not like it's not even about a particular brand or anything like that. Like I, I'm I'm loyal to these headphones because it's been such a good experience. But you know, I've got friends that have different brands. The main features, though, that I think are critical, and again, different people have different opinions on this, but I'll just I'll say it for uh, for my reasoning over the ear. For isolating, not on the ear, so it, it kind of cuts your ears off from the outside world. Oh, absolutely, combined, yeah, yeah, yeah. So combined with with uh, really good noise canceling, that basically allows me to transform anywhere that I am into like my own personal space. So whether it's a coffee shop, co-working space, uh, even at home with the the kids right in the next room, you know, I put the, the headphones on, put a little music on. And high quality headphones will completely isolate me. I, I didn't have the same experience. So for a number of years, I just used like cheap $20 monitors mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd have to blast music in order to filter out the, the noise or, or mask the noise. Right. Um, so when I finally got QC15s and felt the difference and, and saw my productivity go way up, I just lamented that, you know, at that point I'd been working for, like five years or something like that. And I, I just thought all that time, all that productivity lost mm-hmm. because I didn't have these headphones. But so I've been using them for a few years now and I've, I've sold probably like five other people on this specific model. Yeah. I've heard good things about that model. It sounds like it's pricey, but, but worth it. And I'm curious. I haven't used them. Is it just ambient noise that they cut down on that the no, specifically the noise canceling cuts down on? Or does, is that actually able to handle some trans, transient noise as well? 
Yeah, so I, I don't know what is what versus, like, you know, what's the noise canceling versus just the isolation of your right. ear from, from outside noise. But on the whole, like, I, I just noticed looking out through my garage door that it's raining. I can't hear the rain right now. So I don't know if the listeners can, <laughs> can hear That's funny because I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, my microphone, unfortunately, is not noise canceling. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> not um, a problem. All right. So, but yeah, so that's a great example. That noise that you can hear. I can't hear that. And so when I'm working, when I'm, when I'm talking with clients, sometimes I actually have to disclaim if, if somebody catches me in a noisy place. Hey, uh, I, I know it's really noisy, but I can't hear that because of my noise canceling headphones. So they just do an excellent job of, uh, isolating you, myself from the, the atmosphere that I would otherwise be in. That's critical for being able to, to have confidence that no matter where I go, I'm going to be able to get work done there. Yeah. I wish someone would make a headset that, you know, used that same feed of ambient noise and then like subtracted that, that, you know, the microphone subtracted that ambient noise out of, out of what it picked up. That yeah. Be- there's, there's not quite the same market for that, but yeah, I totally agree. It's yeah, actually, I've- you know what? That's, that touches on another thing that we talked about in the pre-show, which was the, the value of a quality mic, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, let's. So, um, when, I, when we first got on the line, and uh, so I, I subscribe to Ruby Tapas. I love it. You know, even though I don't get to, which is stupid. The thing is like three to five minutes long, and I still struggle to, to make time for it every time it drops in my inbox. But th- the reality is it's super easy to catch up on. And, uh, and one of the, the, the notable things about that is just the incredible audio quality. So, you, you've got the great audio quality. Well, we hop on Skype and I hear the same thing and it's like, whoa, that is startling because I Skype with, with people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's clients or catching up with friends or, you know, helping people that sign up for office hours or whatever. I, I'm used to having a lot of Skype conversations and typically the, the audio quality is awful. So when I hopped on with you, it made such an impact that in addition to the fact that you have a broadcaster's voice, the audio quality was so good that it got me thinking about times in the past where um, I've been on remote conference calls with with everybody working remotely, and one one person just has a horrible microphone, and it totally detracts from the entire experience yeah. of that meeting. So it, it starts to reflect on them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it it, it makes it a negative experience, right? So. Anyway, when uh, when we we uh, got on the call, the first thing I thought is, man, I need to get one of those so that when I'm talking to clients, when I'm interacting with coworkers, they have that same positive experience. Like, yeah, that's great audio quality. I, I feel like we're communicating clearly, and that just all around, it's a positive experience as opposed to one that highlights all of the potentially negative factors of uh, having a team that works remotely. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's something that we don't talk about enough is. There are these factors that can influence, you know, how people think of you when you're remote. And, I mean, we talk about some of them on this show. We talk about, you know, the, the importance of having video sometimes if you can, if you have the bandwidth for it and just, you know, being available like we were talking about earlier. But, uh, you know, there, there are things like that. You know, if you've got a really cheap headset or you're using the, the mic in your laptop to talk to the people on your team, there's going to be that subconscious desire not to spend as much time talking to you, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's grating, you know. It's a, a bad 
audio situation is grating and you don't want to deal with it, you know, and you might not, you know, consciously be thinking it, but, but subconsciously you're not going to want to, you know, you know, you're not going to want to talk to them for this long. You might not want to pair with them for a couple hours at a time. It really is important to think about some of these, these kind of aesthetic issues. Yeah, you know, another one, and it's more than just aesthetic, is a reliable internet connection. So, you know, with all my being out and about, going out to coffee shops, or even being in a different state for weeks at a time, because we have the ability to to travel like that, one of the things that you can get hung up on is like bad public Wi-Fi, whether yeah. it's free, free or not, but or even your own internet connection at home. So like I, I I've had a number of situations where, you know, if I'm in the wrong part of my house or if it doesn't have good coverage, like if I'm finding that out when I'm on the line with a with a client or a coworker, that's the wrong time to be finding out that you have a flaky internet connection. And so um, I have like a five gigabyte data plan and tethering on my phone so mm-hmm. that first of all, I never use public Wi-Fi, both, you know, for the security aspect of it, but also just because more often than not, I'm going to waste time messing around with it. But also, like today, I actually have no primary internet connection. We're on my tethering connection right hmm. now. Be- and that could have ruined my day. Like I, I woke up and I think my air, uh, my uh, time capsule is uh, like the, the WAN port on it is busted or something. Oh. But man, I messed around with that thing for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Totally messed up my morning. And then I realized like, I don't need to waste time on this. I've got work to do. I'm just going to use my tethering connection on my cell phone. And I've been working ever since. And in fact, we can have this meeting because I've got that, that uh, redundancy there. So uh, if if people are having trouble talking on Skype because of a bad connection or anything like that, I always have that second internet connection that I can hop over to so that it doesn't negatively affect the interaction uh, or experience of the team. Yeah, and you sound great, and I and I have had some you know surprisingly good experiences working on on just like three G connections. I definitely, I mean, I do the same thing. I have I have Sprint, so I get to I get that you know unlimited data, and I just anywhere anywhere that the internet is dodgy, I jump on the tethering connection. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely it's. Um, I guess there are some things that you kind of have to do if you just you know you want to kind of hold up your end of the the remote work bargain. Um, you got to think about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and in exchange for for making those investments in like good equipment for headphones and internet connection, you get like unparalleled flexibility, right? Like you can you can take advantage of all the aspects of uh, working remotely uh, without you know inconveniencing anybody. Yeah, which to me that's critical in maintaining your ability to do your best work. When, when you're working, you're doing mm-hmm. your best. And then when you're not working, you know, all the other things that you've got to, to do and all your other priorities in life, you do your best at those. But then also when you're working, you have the ability to give your best. And I feel like that is a huge difference between working remotely versus working with uh, arbitrary. Well, you know, I, I refer to them as arbitrary constraints, such as like location and like co-working in the same space as, as the team you work with and hours even yeah. like working the same hours as everybody else in the office that that puts a constraint there where all of a sudden you have to work even if you feel like you know the the energy level's not there or you're not feeling well or you're just really not motivated to work on this thing that you've got to get done when you work remotely and work asynchronously you can work on that thing at 11 p.m tonight 
Right. And instead spend that time during the day, you know, spending time with your family that you won't have with them later in the day. Very true. Very true. That's definitely, I mean, as I've managed to make my life a bit more flexible scheduling wise, that's been one of the biggest benefits is just being able to say, you know what? I'm going to hang out with the kids for a while. I'm going to do that stuff later. Yeah. It was my brother-in-law that asked me that when I, uh, when I was, you know, looking for advice on becoming self-employed and, uh, a big part of that was working remotely. He, he asked like, well, why are you doing all of this? Like, what's the goal? And I realized that that that's what it was. It was about becoming more family oriented mm-hmm. and structuring my time around family, but still wanting to, you know, be productive and do my best work. And I, I'd say that it's, uh, it's totally worked out that way. And I know my wife agrees. Nice. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. This, this, uh, conversation has absolutely flown by. I'm looking at the time now. So, um, I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe we'll, we'll leave it at that. Andrew, uh, where can people find out more about you and your projects online? Yeah, probably the best is just uh, hit me up on Twitter. So my profile's got some links on there. You can see some of the products and projects and stuff like that. So I'm uh, at Andrew Culver on Twitter, and I love interacting with people. So uh, feel free to hit me up on there. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you, Avdi. Take care. You too. And that is our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Just subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Go to yteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Y-Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off. <laughs>